Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good Risings. I'm Marie Burns-Holzer, and this is Spoonful of Spirituality. About a month ago, for the first time since the pandemic locked down California in March of 2020, I found myself watching one of those blockbuster post-apocalyptic movies. Now, this is notable because I used to love this genre, but with the state of the world, I couldn't really bring myself to watch them at all until last month. And as I watched the movie, I found myself thinking, what is an apocalypse? And how do you know when it's over? The dictionary definition of apocalypse is one, the complete final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelation. Two, an event involving destruction or damage on an awesome or catastrophic scale. Now, while the first definition doesn't fit what we've experienced since 2020, the second definition certainly does. But then I remembered from my years of clumsily studying biblical Greek that the Greek word apocalypsis comes from the combination of two ancient Greek words, apo, meaning un, and, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing this, kalopten, which means to cover. Now, originally, the ancient Greek portmanteau meant to uncover or reveal. Now, most of us are familiar with the Christian version of this word, meaning the final end of the world. But it's the second definition that has become quite familiar to us through experience. One of the reasons I've always been attracted to post-apocalyptic stories is because they reveal the machinations of society stripped from all the social norms and niceties. I, like so many others, have realized that this pandemic is indeed an apocalypse of sorts, a devastating blow to humanity that we're still trying to figure our way out of, and also an uncovering of who we are, revealing what our societies truly value. We have seen both the horrors and wonders that we're capable of. Every time this happens in history, we have an opportunity to remake the world. Honestly, that's always been my favorite part of post-apocalyptic stories. Not the terrors of how the world they knew ended, but how the characters first survived and then how they rebuilt. Did they settle for what they convinced themselves were grim realities that simply could not be overcome? What drove them to believe those things? Or did they build a better world for themselves founded on the simple belief that everyone deserves better than what has been before? How did they choose that in the face of their difficult history? In Western culture, we really like to throw around beautiful and deep maxims like, be the change you want to see in the world but rarely dig deeper into how to actually do that. As we've said before, spirituality is about embodying our values in ways both big and small. In my part of the world, California, the pandemic was winding down and it's starting to pick up again. 
In many other parts of the world, like Asia, Africa, and South America, they are experiencing the highest caseloads to date. We are still mid-apocalypse in a lot of ways, and there is so much work to be done to ensure that as many of us survive as possible. And perhaps that's why I found myself quoting a character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer in my head with the thought, hmm, turns out that I suddenly find myself needing to know the plural of apocalypse. By the way, it's simply apocalypses, and there have been many throughout history. These monumentally catastrophic events that clearly create a delineation between the before and the after. But I want you to remember what the Jewish sages in the Talmud admonish us with. Do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete the work, but neither are you free to abandon it. So in the heartbreak of sorrow, in the anxiety of what the future may hold, in the precious celebratory moments of reuniting with friends and family after so long apart, in the joyous excitement when a sense of normal finally re-enters your life, and in all the awkwardness and stillness of the in-between, think of the world you want for yourself and your loved ones when this is finally, truly over. What lessons have you learned that you don't want to forget moving forward? How would you like to refocus your time, your attention, your efforts in whatever comes after this? I'm Marie Burns Holzer, and you can find me at Marie Burns Holzer on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode of Spoonful Spirituality, please be sure to check out the other Good Risings offerings available in our feed. Now go be excellent to yourself and to each other. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.